understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Francis. So we're going to start this morning with a little bit of a vote. How many of you are morning larks? Up with, oh, Jill's hand was right up there. Quite a few. Okay, hands down. How many are night owls? Oh, quite a few. Anybody a morning lark and a night owl? Oh, Joyce, Joyce, morning lark and a night owl. Some of us are those early risers. The alarm goes off in the morning and we get straight up. Maybe others of us like to put it on that continual snooze button, you know, and it keeps going over. We fall back to sleep. We pull the duvet back up over our heads and we ignore it as it gets louder. Beep, 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 beep. Anybody here prepared to admit that? Mm, few of us, few of us. Others of us, though, leap out full of the joys of winter and ready to embrace a new day. Well, Paul, in our Bible reading today, gives us a wake-up call. Throughout Romans, Paul has been giving a really long guide on the practicalities of Christian living. But now he infuses this with a sense of urgency. Wake up, he cries. A new day, a new dawn is coming. But alongside this, he highlights how the night is still at hand. It's a both and rather than an either or. We live in our present world as citizens of a future one. And we do that not by living under law, but by living under God's grace and mercy but by living a life that reveals the character and heart of God. We fulfil the law by living in God's love. The beginning of our passage started with, and do this, indicating something has come before. And as we look back on the previous verses, we see they draw us again to the command that sums up all commands all the law and the prophets. Love your neighbour as yourself. Time and time again, over the last few weeks, as a church, we keep being drawn back to these words. 
So we need to ask ourselves why. Maybe we haven't yet grasped the truth of truly loving our neighbour as ourselves. A love that denies our own desires for the sake of others. There's a saying, we should live like we know we are dying. We should live like we know we are dying. It has a raw realness to it, for the only thing we can truly be sure of in this world is our death. And if we lived as if we had one day, one week, one year left, what would we do? What would we change? Heal the rift with a family member or friend? Spend more time with family. Visit places or people that have been on that list for so many years. Reprioritize our spending and our time. Do something we've always wanted to do. Go somewhere we've always wanted to go. Risk being something we've always wanted to be. Paul calls us to live our Christian lives with the same sense of urgency and priority, knowing this lifetime is just a glimpse in comparison to the eternal life that we are promised. If we had just one more week to live for Jesus here on earth, What would we do? What would we change? Paul's words expand what he said just before in chapter 12. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. People were living their lives to the present age. But God's new age had already broken in. It had already begun. And it's not only begun, but it's heading towards its final fulfillment, the great finale. And each one of us who has chosen to follow Jesus are called to live according to God's new world, not our present one. Paul, we see, contrasts the darkness of night to depict the darkness of our own world and our own sin. We do things in the dark and secret that we'd never do in the daytime or light. And Paul lists six deeds of darkness that we are to discard. Carousing, drunkenness, sexual impurity, promiscuity, quarrelling, and jealousy. And maybe one or some of these are our daily battle. The thread of jealousy that eats away inside us. The way we slip into quarrelling and critiquing rather than offering peace. The pull to turn to any addictive pattern of behaviour when things get tough. As Advent signals a time of rising joy and expectation, it may feel more appropriate to avoid talking about sin, 
talking about brokenness and injustice seem much more preferable these days. But the new day ahead that Paul talks of means there is a night to be left behind, including the night of ourselves. Our own brokenness, which overflows beyond ourselves in ways that wounds others. And while we live in our sin, others will never see Christ in us. They will never see that faith offers something different. And if they see nothing different about us, then why would they need a saviour, a faith? Why would they want to be part of church? Theologian Leonora Tubbs Tisdale says this, Often people are not so much intentionally evil as they are complacent and slumbering. Paul's call to us to move out of the darkness of our sleep-like state and to move into the light of Christ's work in the world is a needed one. So Paul is clear about what we need to avoid, but he also tells us how to avoid it. Verse 12, put on the armour of light. Verse 14, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Returning to our early morning habits, I wonder how many of us get up and get dressed. Or whether some of us are dressing gown grazers. We slop around in our dressing gown and our slippers, delaying that getting dressed thing for as long as we possibly can. Lockdown grew a whole new community of church, the live stream pyjama people. (laughs) Paul speaks of putting on the armour of light. Armour is protective. When the fiery darts of sin and temptation come our way, armour deflects them. When we put on the armour of light, we satisfy God's will for us rather than satisfying our own desires. When we put on the armour of light, we're alert to what God is doing in our world and we will be alert to those he puts across our path for us to be a witness to. And then Paul speaks of clothing ourselves with Jesus Christ. Do we clothe ourselves with the very character of Jesus before we head into our day? For some, it may be a run or a walk where we connect with him. For others, it will be soaking up scripture, whether that be the Lectio 365 app or Bible reading notes. For others, it may be a time of sitting with a morning coffee, just listening and talking to the voice of Jesus at the beginning of the day. What Paul is speaking of here is a daily renewing of our minds, a daily discipline of clothing ourselves in the ways of Jesus. Paul is clear. We're not meant to be sleeping in our faith. Paul calls us to be active and awake. Wake up, living out the light of Christ 
in all we are and with a sense of urgency knowing Christ is coming again. And if Paul had this sense of urgency, then it's later than it ever has been before. And Jesus' return is nearer than it's ever been before. Paul summons us to live out the resurrection life of Jesus in the here and in the now. In this season of Advent, we wait for Christ's coming by becoming the future ahead of his arrival, by living thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. So this morning, what is it that we need to put off? This morning, what is it that we need to put on? May we put off the deeds of darkness and sin and put on the armour and the light and the clothing of Jesus Christ. Are we rising up, awake to all God has called us to be and to do? I'm just going to read a few words of a poem written by David Hilton to finish. Wake up, wake up, a voice is crying. Hear the watchman from on high. Wake up, city of Jerusalem. The time is short, the bridegroom is near. Take heed or miss the promised celebration. Wake up, wake up, the voice still cries. Wake up, all nations of the earth. The end game threatens warfare rife, yet peace still beckons at God's bidding. Strive for reconciliation now. Wake up, wake up, the earth is weeping. Wake up to heal a grieving globe. The land is our mother, enjoy it gently. Air, water, soil, protect with care. Honour all creation gives. Wake up, wake up, the church is bleeding. Wake up, those who love its life. Its wounds are deep, its health decreasing. Respect tradition, welcome change, fit its life to meet our times. Wake up, wake up, each Christian pilgrim. Wake up to greet the dawning day. The night can never bind the faithful. Christ will come as God has promised and Advent points a better way. We're going to sing a song that might not be so familiar this morning. It's an old vineyard song. Hungry, I come to you. As we sing this song together, let's take that time to personally reflect what Jesus is saying to us. What is it we need to put off? What is it we need to put on? And where 